and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everybody's having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today, as always. Got a lot of great shows and articles for you today. We're going to be covering a lot of interesting stories. They're going to be tying a lot of stuff together, and so I encourage you guys to make sure you're always doing the best you can to forward these shows and forward these articles we put out to continue to enlighten and essentially wake up a lot of people that are curious and have ideas and want to learn more about what's really happening. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the B-Complex formula on sale last day today as product of the week for over 10% off. The first thing I wanted to get into today is I've been reading a lot of stuff this morning and last night. I want to tie together some pieces of the puzzle together here because you've been hearing more and more about the destabilization of Ukraine and the ongoing engagements with this war. But then you constantly hear about the fear porn. It's constant, oh, there's going to be another nuclear war, there's another nuclear this, blah, blah, blah. And they constantly keep the fear porn running. We've talked to you guys in detail about this. But what nobody is talking about behind the scenes what really is being set up is just massive, massive subversion and money laundering and a whole other agenda that is going to look very strange in Europe and is going to start spreading very rapidly as they're now starting to put out the press releases on how essentially Ukraine probably can't win this, which we already knew that from the beginning. This entire thing was a total sham. The Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal just put out an article piece July 23rd and made a statement saying, well, Western military officials knew Kiev didn't have all the training or weapons from shells to warplanes that it needed to dislodge Russian forces, but they hoped Ukrainian courage and resourcefulness would carry the day. And they go into detail on basically saying how that Ukraine is not winning, that everything is pretty much collapsing over there and the economy has been collapsing and that essentially they don't know where all the money is going and they don't know where all the weapons are going, which I've already told you guys in detail how that's operating over there with a massive weapon trafficking scheme that's running through Ukraine. And then, you know, the fact that this even appeared in the press shows you they're starting to get ready for the next rollout phase of what they're going to potentially do. We've all heard the lies about how this is happening over here and Russia's losing and Ukraine's winning. And it's just it's constant fear porn and constant theater. Zelensky has kept up the image of his false victory only to continue the money flowing of what BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard wanted them to do. And this is where it ties in with everything. It's official now. BlackRock and J.P. Morgan are now set to get the secure secure the no bid contract to rebuild Ukraine after years of financing and prolonging the conflict according to the Biden administration and the mainstream media the two giant financial titans BlackRock and JP Morgan are leading the charge in the humanitarian effort to help establish the Ukraine Development Fund a reconstruction bank designed to steer public capital into projects and can attract hundreds of billions in private investment however as we all know BlackRock essentially runs the country, and the World Bank estimates that Ukraine would need a whopping $411 billion to rebuild after the war. However, BlackRock is going to be set to rake in at a minimum of around a trillion dollars in profit rebuilding Ukraine. Now, this is how it's all tied in. Back in January, there's an article that was put out by Intel Drop. This is back in January, guys, almost eight months ago. This, this has been ongoing now 
since the beginning of the war, this has already been planned. BlackRock already knew that they needed to control Ukraine. It's a massive breadbasket in that area. They know there were certain people that they wanted to put in Ukraine, and they knew that they wanted to wipe out an enormous portion of the Eastern European heritage, including the Germans and the Russians and the Ukrainians and that whole sector of population. This is why I've heard so many reports from people that know what's going on over there, and they have said there is no war tactics really coming from Ukraine. That This entire fight is nothing but more theater, and essentially it's genocide of the Ukrainian population, which includes everything from Western European, with, like I said, Russians, Germans, all across the board. The level of pathetic as far as war tactics have not been accidental. They've been wiping out enormous populations over there, including – remember, they're conscripting males ages 18 all the way up to 60. I told you about the videos that surface with drone footage as they're sending guy after guy after guy out to go sweep minefields with metal detectors. I mean the stupidest thing you've ever seen in 2023 war theater, but yet this is what's going on with it because they want to eliminate that entire populace over there so they can come in and rebuild what they want to rebuild. The scheme of power in the world economy today looks like this. The shares of the world's largest corporations are owned by the same institutional investors. Everyone also owns each other's shares in all industries without exception. And this gives a handful of mega corporations the opportunity to dominate all banks and all businesses for the most part. Giant investment companies determine the course of all cash flows. This is not the Federal Reserve. These guys are the ones that operate it from the top. The Fed works under them. The largest producers, BlackRock, a consortium of investors that own almost the entire global business under the management of just BlackRock that controls $10 trillion. The largest money bags in the order of growth are the following. BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, Northern Trust, J.P. Morgan, Geode Capital, and Wellington Management, all headquarters in the United States. Through their shareholders, they control the giants of Western business, shareholders from a huge network like a pyramid in which small investors belong to larger ones and those even larger ones. At the very top, there are only two corporations, BlackRock and Vanguard, and they run everything. According to the American Conservative, they own not only the most of shares of almost all large companies in the world, but also the shares of other investors in these other companies below them. This gives them a virtual complete monopoly of power. Bloomberg calls BlackRock the fourth branch of government because it is the only private corporation structure that works directly with all central banks in the United States and Western Europe. BlackRock lends money to the central banks of a country while also being its advisor to that bank and the developer of all its software. It doesn't matter which U.S. president is now in the residence at Pennsylvania Avenue. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink kicks open doors in every corridor of power. BlackRock Global Director of Sustainable Investing, Brian Dees. <laughs> okay, so this, this is the part that is really going to get your attention. The BlackRock Global Director of Sustainable Investing, Brian Dees. This is BlackRock's section that is pushing the green agenda, the ESG score, wanting everybody to be digital, full cashless society, the entire Fed now. Everything that's occurring, it's going through essentially BlackRock sustainable investing. Brian Dees is also President Biden's chief economic advisor. So the same guy that's the economic advisor for, for Biden is the same one that's the director of sustainable investing. So what's happened is now these guys are running the show behind the scenes. This is why we said before Biden doesn't control anything. 
The man literally has a hard time reading a teleprompter. Even when he is being bribed with ice cream, he has a hard time finding where to get off the stage. He's not running anything. These guys are operating it. So while this whole series, a pyramid of real power, is lined up behind Ukrainian jester President Zelensky, there's now signed a memorandum, memorandum of understanding with BlackRock back in December of 2022. BlackRock is creating a special investment fund in Ukraine, which will be in the minimum of at least $100 billion to invest in the Green Agenda Project for Ukraine. It will advise on the recovery of the Ukrainian economy after the end of hostilities. Green Feathers is what is known as the Ukrainian BlackRock Project. For BlackRock, Ukraine will be the very convenient testing ground for experimenting and transferring the country to a full green track which means they are going to rebuild huge swaths of Ukraine that have now been demolished and essentially are unusable with no real infrastructure, and they're going to rebuild them into essentially massive 15-minute cities with full surveillance, full digital control, no ability to operate any type of vehicle without permission, and the ability to essentially you cannot do anything without the green passes that they're putting together there. Testing the greenery on Ukraine under the pretext of restoring Ukraine's energy infrastructure will be the primary goal. On December 29, 2022, a video conference between Zelensky and Larry Fink, which is BlackRock's CEO, they stated BlackRock is planning to buy up Ukraine. As noted by the American conservative, BlackRock will work with Ukraine to create a roadmap for the implementation of green investment structure, including identifying design options, structures, mandates, and governments. Zelensky hopes BlackRock will take him to a next level, and Fink is preparing to cash in on Ukraine. However, the problem is Zelensky doesn't understand. Anytime you do business with these bankers, it always goes sideways. BlackRock will receive money from the American taxpayers through the intermediary for developing plans that will bind Ukraine in such a debt chain that it will destroy any possibilities of protecting its interests. Zelensky and Fink are preparing to cash in on the destruction of Ukraine, and the involvement of BlackRock in this deception signaled the beginning of the company's transition, essentially defrauding taxpayers is what this is going to be. This is going to be, you think we have seen right now the money outflowing to Ukraine, the 150 billion with weapon system platforms, all this cash. Wait till the rebuild becomes and happening. Remember what happened with Halliburton in Iraq and the rebuilding? Go ahead and look that up if you want. That entire money laundering scheme. The corrupt government officials and essentially the oligarchs that are operating behind this will serve benefit from the Zelensky-Fink scheme to rebuild what allegedly Russia destroyed. Zelensky will, in my opinion, probably flee the country at some point, you know, cashing out, selling out his country for 30 pieces of silver, and that will be the end of it. And BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and J.P. Morgan, all these companies are going to swoop in, and they're going to own every facet of business, every facet of transportation, every facet of energy in Ukraine, and this will start to spread like a cancer in every other country in Europe. This is where it's going. Ukraine is the money launderer's dream, and essentially, we're watching it happen right in front of us. And now that BlackRock and J.P. Morgan have secured the bid to rebuild Ukraine for an alleged $411 billion dollars, I can only imagine the level of money laundering that's about to occur. So the reason why I'm bringing all this up, A, I want to educate everybody that hasn't heard the show before and talk to you guys about what's really happening with BlackRock and Ukraine. And I want to reiterate the fact 
that we, me and Ted, called this out the beginning of last year when this entire conflict started with Ukraine. And I told you guys this was not what everybody thought it was. And the giant groups that the new current thing to support and everybody wanted to put their Ukrainian flags up and anybody that didn't want to spend $100 billion sending to Ukraine were suddenly racist and Ukraine haters. No, that was not accurate. That was more fear porn from the mainstream media in order to divide and conquer and to keep people supporting what they don't even know they're supporting. And this is exactly what it's tied into now with BlackRock coming in and owning every single facet of Ukraine, which was once a beautiful country that got very corrupted by a lot of very bad individuals over decade after decade after the USSR. We've now watched this conflict morph into something way bigger than anybody thought it was. And this is why I told you guys from the very beginning beginning when all you heard about was nuclear warfare porn blah 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 i said listen guys this is way bigger than that they aren't going to start dropping nukes back and forth and wipe out massive 5g infrastructure that by the way is the stepping stone to 6g infrastructure the best thing you can do is continue to focus on your family your community your churches, your people that you're around, and continue to do those supporting, helping helping support those because this whole thing with Ukraine has been one giant distraction wrapped up in one giant money laundering scheme. And imagine this, the giant bankers that love to breathe everyone's free air and take everything they can by force are now about to do the same thing in Ukraine with the green agenda that is now rolling in there. So I wanted to roll that out. Give it to everybody, let you think about it for a minute so you can get the information out there and understand what's really happening. And This is why I've always told people, do research before you start blindly supporting anything. This is exactly what happened during COVID. <laughs> during COVID, you had people that, again, blindly supported anything they were told to support. Wear one mask. That's not enough. You have to wear two. Oh, I was told to wear three. Oh, I'm not allowed to go anywhere. I can't step outside. I can't have more than six people at my home. I have to get an experimental shot now. I'll support it because it's the current thing, and that's what I'm told to do. Always question the narrative when anybody starts telling you you have to do this and you have to support this because, well, it's the thing to do. Always, my friends, and that comes down to everything because remember, this isn't going to just stop here. There will be a point in time in the future, I don't know when, there will be a point in time when it will be the current thing to disown Christianity. It will be the current thing to denounce Jesus Christ. It will be the current thing to persecute churches, and it will be the current thing to blaspheme Almighty God. It will be the current thing to do, and they will tell you to do it. Mark my words on that. All you got to do is read the Bible, and it will clarify that. So understand, these concepts that you see now, these ideas, these psychological warfare tactics, they're stepping stones to something bigger. So understand, you have to get your mind right now and realize Maybe I shouldn't support this. Maybe I should be vocal about this. Maybe I shouldn't go along with this. Maybe I should question what's really happening right now because this isn't going to stop. It's only going to keep changing, which is why I bring all this stuff up to encourage you to understand what's going to start happening in the future. What do you think, Dad? Wow, incredible opening, Austin. And uh, you're right. You and I called it out two years ago when this conflict started. And, you know, Putin's in on this, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. Don't get me wrong. I like Putin and his rhetoric. I do. I like the fact that he's supporting the Russian Orthodox Church. I like the freedom that he's given back to the Russians. I like a lot of them. And you have to always remember the Russian bank is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. And it happened with the Tsar Nicholas overthrow. Yep. And Putin knows that if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, that he'll just be pulled into the quagmire with everybody else. 
Now, is Russia a better country right now because they're not promoting the wokey ideology and all the rest of it? I don't know. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that are caught up in the Soviet Union from the godless society they've been for all of those decades and generations of people in which they were told there was no God. And a lot of the people in Russia, basically their God is their money and that's all they care about. And that's why you get so many of these Russian oligarchs that don't care what they do and how they do it and how wealthy they get. And they don't care how many people they hurt or kill. And their God basically is their money. And so it's sad to me because, you know, we've got a group of people now that are really supporting Russia, which I, I support, you know, Russia as far as what they're doing, what is doing right. I don't support what they've done in the Ukraine as far as how they've come in here with a marginalized conflict in which they've come in. They could have come in and taken over Ukraine with a blitzkrieg, you know, within a month. But they didn't do that. But they had to drag it out, drag it out, drag it out like they've done now. And I'm sure Putin was told, if you do it this way, we're not going to attack Russia. We're going to give all this rhetoric in the press. You know, we're going to basically, you know, make you immensely wealthy. Because remember, Putin's a billionaire. Always remember that. Putin, Vladimir Putin is a billionaire. And, you know, and he's basically playing the billionaire boys club game. And it's, it's what they do. And they control everything. Now, has he given more freedom back to the Russian people? Yes. Is he a better leader than Biden, who's not a leader at all, who's senile? Absolutely, Yes. Does Putin every once in a while kick against what he's supposed to be doing and kind of that thing does things like he's not like he's not supposed to do, like support the Orthodox Church? Yes, I believe that. So he's at least trying to maintain some type of, how should I say, stability in Russia. Russia doesn't have any interest in attacking anybody. The reason they went into Donbass, they probably told to by the World Economic Forum and by the international banking cartels and the synagogue of Satan. They're going to collapse their economy again. And so they came in there very, very marginally start doing what they did. And remember, this, the, the, that area was being shelled by the Ukrainians for eight years, and Putin had enough of it and came in there and did what he did. Also remember, this green agenda that's being tied together now with the Ukraine and the trillion dollars that BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard and the Rothschild and J.P. Morgan, all the rest of these guys that are controlled by the same money interests, uh, they're going to make a fortune with this. And it's always the same thing. It's like the devil in the beginning, before the fall, before you know, the pre-Adamic race before all of it was on this planet, conducting commerce, running around to and fro, doing what he was doing. And Jesus warns us the love of money is the root of all evil because he saw it happen to Lucifer. And all of this stuff is just part of, you know, what we talked about in angel wars. And it's continuing today. And we have to understand that and realize that this world is not our own. You know, it was bought at a price for us who believe in Jesus Christ and have accepted him as our Lord and our Savior. But the rest of the world is extremely secular and extremely lost. And it's just part of what we have to deal with while we're here. And like I said, I've told you so many times, you know, we're a little dot on a long timeline and then we're gone. The only that matters that we do on that dot is what we do for Christ. That's it. Because we're only going to be here for a short method. James says we're just but a mist. We're here for a little while, then we're gone. And it's true. And that's why we need to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And I don't care what people say or how, how their attitudes get bad. You know, God is still in charge. Prayer still changes things, and prayer still changes the fabric of space-time because it's a scalar energy field. All of these things we need to understand as Christians and the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And so don't get all caught up in Ukraine. I mean, there are a lot, a lot of people have died in Ukraine, but it was all done at a price. They had to get rid of the German influence in Ukraine because these guys absolutely hate Germans because Germany, remember, was aligned with Ukraine in World War II, and there were still Nazi regiments in Ukraine at the time of this war started, and all these Germans, these people that have this DNA they don't like, have to be eliminated. 
Yeah, I talked about this the other day. I mean, we, we, we saw that with that last James Bond movie. They could take a specific group of people and target them with frequency-based weapons and bioweapons to kill certain individuals. And that's what they've done with the Germans. You know, the Germans basically came in and said, we're not going to play the game with you. In 1936, 37, 38, they got rid of their debt-based currency and had unprecedented growth in Germany. Hitler was Time Magazine Man of the Year. Now, remember, I'm not a Hitler fan. I'm not promoting him as that. But what I'm saying is that when you stand against the international banking cartels and you're the country the size of Texas – you know, it's the whole world will gear up against you to come and destroy you and defeat you. Always remember that. And that's the problem when you're dealing with a Luciferian group of people that are running the planet, you know, probably from Antarctica, honestly. And we talked about that in Angel Wars also. And we have to understand that all of these things, all these entities around us that are invisible in a different plane of existence than we're in, that they're running the show here. It's all part of the ancient Canaanite Babylonian religion cult that basically is a fertility ritual. It's a sex death cult. And they're the ones that are doing all of this stuff. That's why they have their secret meetings. If you watch watch that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, which I do not recommend you watch that unless it's edited, period. It was a TV show, but good luck with that. And don't let your children ever watch that. It shows you this group of people and what they did. They even met in a Rothschild mansion, mansion to film the movie. They, they're a bunch of weirdos. They're a bunch of sickos. They're a bunch of perverts. And it's all about sex and death. And it's what they've always been about. That's what 17 Zeev did in 1666 when he said that we have to invert everything and turn everything evil all the time to resurrect our serpent god. I covered that on yesterday's show. And this is the thing that they want to do. And that's what they're, they're – they're, 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 remember, these guys have a complete allegiance to their god Einsov, this Shabbat Lubavitch group. I mean this is a sex death cult, the, the ones that lead the world, about 200,000 of them, and they want to be able to resurrect this serpent from the pit and basically allow him to be god and take over the planet and rule and reign, and our Bible warns us about that. And that's the group that is doing this. They control BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. That's why the stock market hasn't collapsed. It's because of circular ownership. They buy each other's stock all the time, and they have so much money being pumped in by the international banking cartels that they maintain the stock prices. It's who they are. It's what they do. It's all manipulated. It's all a lie. And so we're in a situation now where we look at what's going on, and we go, well, this is crazy. You know, We're going to spend a trillion dollars. And mind you, it'll, it'll be it, – nobody's – the international banks aren't going to do this. They're not going to give Ukraine a trillion dollars. They're going to sell bonds and T-bills and treasury bills, and you, the people of the United States, and we, the people of the United States, and we, the people of the rest of the world, are going to go in and fund this you know, under a guise of basically you know, investment opportunity, That's, which is what Zelensky is saying now, that high-heeled, cross-dressing, perverted weirdo. He has no idea what he's doing either, and all these things are just part of this great clock, this three-ring circus that we have going on because remember – Israel wants to move a lot of its peoples and settlements into the Ukrainian area because the rich, the land is so rich and so fertile. You got to go back to what's going on with you know with the USS Liberty when it was shelled five thousand times back in 1967. You got to go back with Kennedy and his assassination because one of the reasons he was assassinated, he refused to let Israel have any nuclear weapons, and on and on and on with the group of people that are the basically 17 Kabbalists, Luciferians, they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan that have set up Israel as a non-extradition country. you got to go back to all that. You say, well, that sounds anti-Semitic to me. Well, whatever. Just just deal with it and do your own research and let me know what you think. It's just part of it. They run the media. They run Hollywood. They, you know, they, they run everything. They run BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. They just they, The synagogue of Satan is here. Remember, our battle is not against flesh and flesh and blood. Because these principalities in these other dimensions, and that's why all we can do 
is be here for God, be here for Jesus, stand our ground like Dietrich Bonhoeffer did. And you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German priest, who, you know, basically a Lutheran pastor who was basically locked up, or he may have been a Catholic priest, I don't remember, but he was basically locked up you know, by Hitler, and Hitler basically persecuted him because he didn't like what he was saying because basically he was continuing to say things against Hitler while he was even in jail. Here, let me give you a few of his quotes. If I sit next to a madman as he drives a car into a group of innocent bystanders, I can't. As a Christian, simply wait for the catastrophe, then comfort the wounded and bury the dead. I must try to wrestle the steering wheel out of the hands of the driver, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. You know, that's how I feel. That's how Austin feels. We're trying to wrestle the steering wheel out of the hands of these crazy people that are doing that. Here's another quote. I'm going to read you some more of his quotes. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. That's interesting, isn't it? Being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin than about courageously and actively doing God's will. I'm going to repeat that one. Being a Christian is less about cautiously avoiding sin than about courageously and actively doing God's will. In other words, we need to be proactive. It also says in the Bible the kingdom of God has been been advancing since the beginning of the time, and and, and the force will take hold of it. There's another one. The person who is in love with their vision of community will destroy the community. But the person who loves the people around them will create community everywhere they go. Christianity stands or fall with its revolutionary protest against violence or arbitrariness or the pride and power with its plea for the weak. Christians are doing too little to make their points clear rather than too much. Christianism adjusts itself far too easily to the worship of power. Christians should give more offense, shock the world more often than they are doing. Christians should make, take stronger stand in favor of the weak rather than considering the first possible right of the strong. And finally, one more. There is nothing that can replace the absence of someone dear to us, and one should not even attempt to do so. One must simply hold out and endure it. At first, that sounds very hard, but at the same time, it is also a great comfort. For to the extent of the emptiness truly remains unfilled, one remains connected to the other person through it. It is wrong to say that God fills the emptiness. God in no no way fills it, but much more leaves it precisely unfilled and thus helps up to preserve, even in pain, the authentic relationship. And I end with that because, you know, it's coming up to almost a year now since Sharon passed away, and he's right, is what he said. You never forget the person that you love, and I will always love Sharon with all of my heart for all of eternity. But the reality is God allows us to understand what's happened and understand that basically we can do all things through Christ who basically fulfills us and fills us through the Holy Spirit, and we can continue to love that person for all of eternity but realize that life must move on. And I'm going to say that to a few people too that have lost loved ones this year. A lot of you have contacted me. You've lost loved ones to cancer to heart disease, to diabetes, and you've had, you've had children get lost, you've had children be in accidents, you've had children get killed. You've, and on, the list, I hear so much from so many people all the time. You remember something, that what God will do for one, he'll do for another, and God can fill you with his Holy Spirit and basically help you to be sustained in a time of grief and give you things that you can do that allow you to move on and move forward with your life until you realize that someday you'll be able to see that loved one again. It's like, you know, King David with Bathsheba when the baby they had died. You know, he was grieving and crying and carrying on and sackcloth and ashes, and finally the baby died. And then he basically stopped, you know, basically took a shower, got cleaned up, and his guys couldn't believe that he had suddenly stopped grieving like he had been. And he said something very eloquently in the Old Testament. He goes, I, that, the, my baby cannot come back to me, but I can go to my baby. 
remember? And David was a man after God's own heart. So always remember, in a time of loss or a time of grief or a time of sickness or disease or anything, you stand firm in the Word of God and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because remember, again, it doesn't matter how you die. What matters is how you live. Because what you do when you live will echo for all of eternity. That's important that we all understand that. It doesn't matter how we check out. Because we're all going to do that unless Christ comes back, but it matters how we live and what we do and how we live and how we speak and how we proclaim the word of God. Like, like Bonhoeffer says here, we'd be more vocal with God. will be a residence with us and a bell that will ring for all of eternity. Because remember, when you speak those words, any words you speak, like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The kingdom of God has been advancing since the beginning of time and only forceful men lay hold of it. When you speak the words that are the word of God – those words create scalar energy, and that scalar energy has been created, and it resonates through time space for all of eternity. And that's what only matters to us and only matters to God is what we do here for him because that's going to be with us forever. Always remember that. Again, be strong in the word and realize that we've got to put on the full armor of God. And when we have that armor on, we dig in, we trench in, and we stand our ground regardless of what happens around us, regardless of what we have to deal with, regardless of the tragedy that happens in our life. We've got to bring honor and glory to God in all that we do, they can say. And when we do that, he's going to give us the peace that fills us through the filling of the Holy Spirit, the righteous peace and joy that can only be there with him. And we can get through any situation. I had a good friend of mine last night contact me. I've known this lady for many, many, many years, and she's got breast cancer and several severe types of breast cancer. And I told her, I said, we're going to get through this together. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And see, guys, listen to me. That's the attitude that we have to have no matter what happens to you in your life. You've got to have that positive outlook, that positive attitude, because quite frankly, time will heal everything. Everything's going to pass. We're but a vapor that's here for a little while, then we're gone, and then we're with God for all of eternity. And I guess I don't know why I got into all that this morning, but I just wanted to share that with you because, guys, it's so important that we understand who these people are that are running this world and why so many people basically are so confused because of the woke ideology that's going on with that, like that new Barbie movie. I posted a couple articles. It's woke, 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 gay, 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 woke, woke, woke. That's all it is. And I highly suggest to you guys that you do not allow your children and your little girls to go see that movie. It's just more brainwashing propaganda. Now, I don't recommend they also go see you know, that thing with The Sound of Freedom with James Cabezal, too, if they're little kids because it's way too intense. But that movie now is still selling out at the box office, but they're taking it out of the theater like in less than a week in many of the different smaller areas. The thing's selling out. They're sold out every night, but they're taking it out. Why is that? Because BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, the Bloodline families, the weirdo perverts that run the planet don't want The Sound of Freedom to be a huge blockbuster. That thing's already 125, 140, 150 million or wherever it is now as far as total box office receipts. If, it, if they leave it in the theater, it's going to go to half a billion dollars, and they know that. And they don't want people to see it. they got to pull it out. So if you get a chance to go see that movie, go see it. And I don't want to hear about that certain people funded the movie or whatever and that, that you know well, we shouldn't be supporting it. I don't, I don't – listen to me. If you haven't seen the movie, you have no right to say that, period. I saw the movie. It was intense. Now, did I agree with all of it? Some of the stuff was fictionalized. Okay, well, it's Hollywood putting out a movie that basically was very intense and very, very to the point, very poignant, very tear-jerking. I mean, Jim Caviezel sits there, and he's talking to this pervert, this pedophile, and he gets this pervert on his side, and finally the pervert confesses to doing something that he shouldn't have done that he had no evidence against. And Jim Caviezel looks at him and said, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and tossed into the darkest of the sea 
to the hurt one of these little ones. And the pervert looks at him and goes, what, what does that mean? He goes, you're under arrest. <laughs> I mean, the movie is amazing. And Jim Caviezel is one of the best actors that Hollywood has ever put out. So when they put a movie out like that, that actually has a message and that the whole media is mad about and hating on it because it's out there, maybe you need to see it and not complain about it. Just I'm just saying, because what the heck? I mean, I want people to understand this child trafficking that Austin and I've talked about so many times is very, very, very real. By the way, <laughs> this is another woke fail. Jason Aldeans try that in a small town. Sales and music video have exploded after the backlash. I got a kick out of this one. The music video for Jason Aldean's country song, Try That in a Small Town, has become a massive hit in the wake of a woke backlash that accused the song of evoking racism, which does not. I listen to it. doesn't do it at all. Despite CMT pulling the video from its rotation, the music video for Eldine's song has increased in viewership by a whopping 999%. It probably went over 1,000. They probably don't have the algorithms for that. Per Belensky's Medias Eldridge music sales of streams, data tracker Illuminate, the song and demand video streams have increased by 999%. From 987,000 to 11.7 million, sales are well-selling 228,000 units this past week, a whopping 22,700% increase from the week before the controversy when the track only sold 1,000 units. As Breitbart News reported, CMT recently pulled a music video, tried that in a small town, which aggressively attacks recent riots and rising lawlessness in the United States. The video assures Aldine's performing in a front of a courthouse and intersped and intersper- interspersed footage of a flag-burning protester screaming and attacking police in various scenarios and robbing a convenience store. I remember they tried this mess years ago when they were doing that riding in Auburndale, my little town. They decided to bust people in. Man, Grady Judd had the MRAPs there. He had the dogs out there in the park that day, you know, the canine groups. I mean, he was – we had about – oh, I don't even know how many people were there in Auburndale. And you could tell everybody was armed and leaning against the walls. And everybody was going like, yeah, this didn't happen. And not here, not now, not ever. And these guys, these protesters got to jump out of the bus for a few minutes and looked around and thought, this is not that place. We got to go. And they left. See, that's what we have to do. We have to have the cohesion of the small town that holds it all together because small towns create small communities, which maintain the county structure, which maintains the state structure, which promotes the national structure. That's why everybody laughed at Obama when he said he was a community organizer. Remember that? He was a community organizer because he was working with all the Cloward Piven nonsense and all of the communist stuff and all of the perverts in society that wanted to basically create the, create a communist utopia in the United States and destroy the republic. And it started at the grassroots level as a community organizer. I mean, Sarah Palin used to joke about him being a community organizer. Nobody's joking anymore. And now we all realize that it all starts at the local level. That's why Austin and I went to the school board and basically pitched an unbelievable fit there for three minutes for our 180 seconds of fame, I guess you could say it. And all these things realize, made these people realize that we're not going to go quietly into the night. We absolutely refuse to do that. By the way, the U.S. now, good old Biden, not Biden doing anything. He's too busy sniffing. is creating a permanent pandemic agency. The office will take over the duties of the White House COVID-19 response team. The U.S. government has launched a new agency to prepare for the pandemics and other biological threats. With the pseudo-president, fake President Biden, tapping a retired Air Force general to spearhead the project. The White House announced the creation of the Office of Pandemic Preparedness and Response Policy on Friday. The agency will be tasked with devising a response to public health issues, coordinating scientific research, and medical efforts against pandemics, and providing regular reports to Congress. 
This will be a permanent office in the executive office of the president, charged with leading, coordinating, and implementing actions related to preparedness for and response to known and unknown biological threats or pathogens, the White House said in a press release. This is setting us up for complete medical martial law. You know, when this kind of nonsense happened, like the Department of Homeland Security and all the rest of the stuff that happened after 9-11, we began to realize very quickly that once these agencies are put into positions of power, you can't get rid of them because these are non-elected officials. And, you know, and the people have to be voted out or the whole agency has to be disbanded. Remember Ronald Reagan said he wanted to get rid of the Department of Education completely? Couldn't do it because the teacher unions were so powerful. All these people in these organizations that get in these positions of power that start regulations against the general population, these regulations become laws that nobody votes for, and suddenly you weren't breaking the law, but now you are. Say, I'm not going to have a mask. I refuse to do that. I'm not taking this COVID vaccine, this deadly poison. Okay. Well, we're going to pass a law against that now, so you can be arrested. Well, you can't do that to me. You watch them. You watch them come to your house and put handcuffs on you and haul you off. No, they can do it. Now, you can take it to court if you don't die from the injection. And you can stand against it, and, they, and a federal court judge can stand against it. But the reality is these clowns and these bureaucrats that get put into office with positions of power and agencies like this, they can pass anything they want. We've seen that with the local boards here in Auburndale putting in these mini warehouses in a residential area because they can. And nobody, I mean, I mean nobody could stop them, and we saw it personally. What do you think about that, Austin? What do you, what's your next story? No, that's exactly what happens. These 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 agencies that constantly be are constantly put into place. They're always done for you know our protection. They say that repeatedly. Oh, this is it's for your protection. We're doing this. It's more for more your safety. We're going to do the Office of Pandemic Preparedness and Response Policy now. And we're 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 going to set this up, guys, because it's for your protection. Just understand that we're we're here to save you. You know, <laughs> the most dangerous statement in what in the English language Reagan say. We're from the government, and we're here to protect you. We're here to save you. This isn't surprising to me. We already knew they were going to set something up like this. It's a high, high probability with what we saw with the last uh, test run, with the last as far as group think that they did with the Rockefeller Institution, they did with Bill Gates, is that by 2025, they're going to set up some other pandemic again. And this thing's going to be even more aggressive. Already, multiple news articles over the last couple days. You know, Yahoo News, here's the title. Are you ready for another triple dimmick? CDC prepares for a winter of three bugs out there. That's the title. That's the title on Yahoo News. Are you ready for another triple dimmick? They're not saying, are you staying healthy and maintaining your immune system because there might be another virus out there? Oh, no, no. Are you ready for the triple dimmick? Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like a movie. Sounds like a stinking movie. They constantly come up with these crazy things yep, all the time. Yep. It's what it is. It's, it's all theater. And then they come out now and they say, We've got this new variant, this new COVID variant that may be mutating again, and we have RSV that's out there, and we're going to have the flu that's out there. But good news. We just had approval of the RSV vaccine. Oh, you need to get that shot too, along with your COVID shot and along with your flu shot if you want to be protected because we've identified the new XBB version that's the EG.5 subvariant. It's the new one, guys. You've got to understand. This is this is how you know this works. We just come up with new variants every single month and tell you to be terrified. Remember what they did during COVID? Every time they turned around, oh, we've got the new COVID variants. So we have to have a new new shot, the new shot booster. They constantly kept changing it over and over and over again. 
It wasn't what was going on. It was total theater. It's like a Hollywood production film. They knew they had to tweak the injection. They knew they needed a higher kill rate. They knew they needed a higher inflammatory response from it. So they made sure the booster shots were even more toxic than the first shots. Now they're telling everybody, expect a severe surge of infections of the triple pandemic by the fall. While everybody's focused on the summer, you need to get ready for the fall. Get your triple shots now, local doctor. You'll be safe and protected if you listen to us. It doesn't stop. And this is exactly what I brought up before when I talked about what's going on with BlackRock and the new current thing to support on a regular basis. At some point in time, if you are going to be a strong Christian, a strong patriot, a strong American, you have to take a stand whether or not you're going to continue to go along with theater. This is all Hollywood prop sets. This is what they do, and they do it very, very well. They come in with all these different theater plays, and they constantly rotate them, and most of them are the same plays. They just put different titles on them, and they change a character here and there. You think they're really putting together this giant group now with this this permanent office of pandemic preparedness? You think they're putting that together? Because they just don't expect anything else to happen, and they're going to just let it be? No. They're getting ready to do it very, very quickly. They're getting planning and ready to set up, just like this bill that is now pushing for online ID checks for minors. It's being marked up this week in Congress. The Senate Commerce Committee excuse me, will convene on Thursday to deliberate the Kids Online Safety Act, a bill that will cause platforms to introduce ID verifications for users and essentially massively reduce privacy online. Now, it's crazy about this. It's just, 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 just throw, I'm just going to throw this out here real quick. While we know that essentially the CIA is one of the main culprits as far as with facilitating weapons trafficking and child trafficking, drug trafficking, we know that a massive influx of child trafficking is coming across the southern border right now with children that are just disappearing. We know that the dissemination of online porn, as far as with child porn, is not very difficult to find and that it needs to be massively eradicated. We know that the NSA spies on pretty much every single internet connection in the entire world and dragnets everything everybody says. But suddenly, suddenly, we're not worried about any of that. We need to make sure that children have to basically put IDs online, and they have to get verification of their age. And we got to make sure that everybody knows who they are so we can have controlled, uh, controlled advertisement that they're basically saying here now. They're saying that this bill will regulate the way online platforms display content and ads under 17. However, this will massively jeopardize privacy with platforms potentially needing to introduce ID checks. Now, if you got a 15-year-old that's going on social media, how in the world are they supposed to have an ID check? How in the world are you supposed to verify who they are? This entire thing is complete and total theater again. This will be used to verify people's accounts so you can have an online internet account of things just like they already do now. A lot of times when you try to do stuff, they automatically say, oh, do you want to sign in with Google, Yahoo, or Gmail or Facebook? There's a right the rip. That's what they're getting ready to set up for now is they want to have this online digital ID system. And the funny part about it is 
The government doesn't own the World Wide Web. The United States government doesn't have the legal ability to come in and start controlling what you can do. What they're going to do is they're going to use this to try to facilitate it on every single social media platform. This is why I have said before, if it is to be, it's up to you. When it comes to protecting your children from this perversion online, it is up to you to have restrictions on your internet at home, to have restrictions on whatever platforms may be available. If they're using phones, make sure you can monitor what's on their phones or have restrictions on their phones. This stuff is not going to stop, and this ridiculous bill, this Kids Online Safety Act, absolutely has nothing to do with protecting children whatsoever. All it's designed to do is necessitate a stricter ID verification for ages of users and basically goes in and starts allowing what type of commercial advertisements can be directed towards minors if they're verified on that. What does it have to do with childhood protection, with children being protected from online grooming? There's nothing to do with that whatsoever. This is, again, another excuse like they like to do with these bills that they come in with that are just completely and totally erroneous. But yet you read through them, you find out exactly what they're working on. Just like right now, Amazon is stating that they will bring palm payments to every single Whole Foods Foods store by the end of 2023. I brought these up last year where it basically you put your hand over a scanner and they verify your vein structure, scans your hand. Records your veins. You put it in the system. You connect it to your bank account, your app, your cash app, whatever you want to do with it. And essentially, you walk out of the store. You swipe your hand over it. It scans your hand. And it's so convenient because you don't have to have a wallet or a credit card with you. And you especially don't have to have cash with you. It says it over 500 Whole Foods stores will have this by the end of the year. And a simple wave of a hand over Amazon One device will conclude the transaction, marking the end requirement for traditional forms of payment. Imagine that. Amazon at the helm again for bringing in more biometric technology that nobody asked for, nobody needed, and nobody wants. But yet, it'll be available. And you bet your bottom dollar. What they will start doing with this is exactly what Dad talked about with some of these local stores we've already seen, where they put in these kiosks now, the, the, the self-checkout lines, I should say. And a lot of them now don't even have cash dispensers in them. They're credit card only. If you want to pay cash, you have to go go through a cashier. Well, the problem is there's only like two cashier lines now at a lot of these places. Everything else is self-checkout. Well, what's going to happen when there's one cashier line that they allow? Everything else is self-checkout, and all the self-checkouts have the scan form under their credit card on it. Well, then people are going to be forced to start using those. Well, then people are going to start saying, oh, well, let me just check my account to this. I'll just wave my hand to get it set up. Oh, that's easy. Now I have to deal with this. And sure enough, slowly but surely, you'll see and watch the dwindling of cashiers, and those lines will slowly disappear in a lot of places. Eventually, you're going to walk into a store. You're not going to be a cashier. It's all going to be self-checkout. Suddenly, they're going to say, oh, well, there's only a few of them that have credit card transactions here. There's only a few of them. These are all scan payments, and you're going to look at the credit card line. There's going to be 50 people in line to use the two scan forms with the credit card transaction for self-checkout. And you're going to go, oh, my gosh, dude, i got to go. I've got an appointment. I'm already running 10 minutes late. I, is there any way we can get through this? No, sorry. These are the only two that take credit cards. There's you know, 45, 50 people that don't want to do the scan form. What do you want to do? Oh my gosh, I don't want to mess with this right now. I got to go. I've really got to be disappointed. How long does it take to set up the scan form? Oh, it takes about 30 seconds. Just wave your hand over it, put your credit card in there, and it's good to go. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and go along with it. 
And that's how, just, I mean, that's just be a brief analogy. That's how they're going to get people rolling into this at these Whole Foods and multiple other stores. And all of a sudden, people are going to slowly start to go the way they did in the credit card and slowly phase out cash. And that is exactly how they're going to start recording everybody's biometric. And eventually, they're going to come in and say, oh, man, these scan forms, people are hacking them. People are recording them. People are getting in the database. You know what you need to do? You need to have a one-off, self-only identifying chip. If you just put that little chip right here, you'll be able to scan it, and nobody can record it. Nobody can hack it. It'll be your own chip. Say that so? They've already done it in Sweden. Thousands of people have already lined up to do it over the years in Sweden and multiple other European countries for test banks to see what it's going to do. And that's exactly how they're going to roll it out, and they're going to say, oh, don't worry about this. It's all good. It's all safe. Nothing to see here. But, oh, you got a credit card? Oh, gosh, you dinosaur. We don't take credit cards anymore, bud. you got to have a chip if you want to cash out here. I don't have a chip. Well, we already know cash is outlawed, so if you have cash or credit card, you know, you're you probably a terrorist, aren't you? Do we need to call security on you because you don't want to go through this? Why, why are you being so shady, sir? Why don't you want to get a chip in your hand? Why, 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 why do you have credit cards? <laughs> I mean, what, what are you, domestic terrorists? You have credit cards in your pocket? Guys, people would say it'd be crazy right now, 10, 20 years ago, if you told them you were going to go to places and they didn't accept cash anymore. It'd be crazy. Lunacy. That's happening right now. While at the same time, you're watching all these changes in the redos and remakes of these movies intentionally to go in and change the entire culture because it's a culture war. I saw photos the other day, this video of the new Snow White movie that Disney's coming out with. And oh my gosh, this thing's a joke. Not only are there not seven dwarfs, there's one dwarf, the other six are just grungy looking individuals that look like they belong in like an Antifa rally. They, they look like total slobs that live in San Francisco on the sidewalk, you know, defecating on this floor. That's what the dwarfs are. Then there's one small dwarf. The Snow White character is Latino. Now, I'm not picking on anybody that's Latino. It's just the entire story about Snow White is that she's Northern European and her skin is white as snow because she's Northern European. She's super pale. So we're just going to change all that up. And it's funny. They did an interview with the girl that's playing the Latino Snow White. And she said, it's, this is what she said. It's no longer 1937. She's not going to be saved by any prince. She's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's going to be dreaming about the leader that she knows she can be. And it's just an incredible young story for people everywhere to see this. That's a statement about Snow White. So essentially what it's going to be, and apparently I read another article about it, and they said that there will be no kiss, that Prince Charming will not be available, that essentially he's going to be turned down because he doesn't get consent or something stupid like that. I'm not joking. And this is going to be the entire story play with Snow White now. That again, it's all about changing the culture. And I'm not saying the original Snow White cartoon is any great film. I've never been a fan of Disney films other than the Swiss Family Robinson. But what I'm saying is they're intentionally doing these things to change history. That's why, if you notice, Disney doesn't come out with anything new anymore. There's hardly anything that's original. All they keep doing is making either sequels or remakes. Sequel, remake. Sequel, remake. They don't come out with anything new. Because the writers and the people that are under the control now with Disney that are pushing their ESG score, 
The agenda isn't to come out with true new content that people love. It's about changing the entire mindset of the current culture. And the only way to do that is to delete history and rewrite it the way you want it to be seen. And that is what has happened in so many places, not just Disney, all across the country on so many platforms, including in the public school system. Which is why it is so important you protect your children and you keep raising little Americans. What do you think about that, Dan? You know, Austin, uh, I told you this before, and I'll tell you this to the listeners again. You know, my dad told me that as far as what happened with the Roman Empire. He asked me one time, he said, you know, why in the world did the Roman Empire fall? And uh, I said, well, you know, the barbarians came in. He goes, no, 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 no. He said, that's part of it. He goes, the main reason they fell is they stopped raising little Romans. The Republic became completely corrupt. And I guess they had a cloward pivot strategy. And it goes back to what Austin said. These fallen angels, these entities that run the planet, they just recycle everything over and over and over again. And the biggest thing that happened to them that they couldn't recycle was when Christ came and he basically gave his life for us, which means, remember, God Almighty, in the form of his son, came and died for us to show Lucifer that God was righteous and he would indeed take care of his children, how much he loved us. I covered this in Angels Wars. And so when that happened, it reset the entire timeline. And the ancient Roman Empire fell, and it took 300 years for Lucifer and the gang to basically corrupt the Roman Catholic Church with Constantine and bring in all the pagan rituals out of Rome. And yet it still has taken almost 2,000 years now to go in and destroy the Christian church to the point where it's destroyed today now, where it's become non-relevant as far as in most people's lives. And that's the sad part, which is exactly what they wanted to do. They, that's, that was the goal here was to make Christianity irrelevant. And it's taken them, you know, the last 60 years with the Johnson Amendment really served to do that very well. And all of these crazy people that are involved in the churches that are high-level Masons and these great big TV shows and these big giant evangelical ministries that really have no other purpose but to divide and to split Christianity. So I say to you guys, and I've said this to you a hundred times on this show in the last 2,000 episodes, support your local church. Don't be going out and giving money to some TV evangelist that has 14 different jets and 25 different mansions. And, yes, I know many of them that have so many multiple homes and so many jets. I mean, they have fleets of airplanes. I mean, and they brag that they're millionaires. I mean, really? You know, why is that money being stagnated in your account as a billionaire when you're supposed to be a conduit to support the spreading of the gospel and to allow people to learn who Jesus Christ is? Why are you sitting on billions of dollars? Why is that money not going off and paying off local churches? Just thought I'd mention that. Why are they not going out and giving this money to groups of people who need them as far as in grants or whatever they want to do to different nonprofits? Why do they want to sit on billions of dollars? When I hear a TV evangelist say that he's a billionaire, it doesn't make me happy for that guy. I'm, I'm glad he's blessed and I'm glad he's doing well. But why is he sitting on that much cash? I just want to ask that question. You know, Why in the world is that necessary? How much is enough? Is it the greed? Wait a minute, didn't the Bible say the love of money is the root of all evil? You've got to look at it. You've got to see all this stuff. You've got to understand that there's a lot of people out there that are really, really caught up in the money side of Christianity, and it's no good. It's not. But then again, the Bible also says it doesn't matter if Christ is being preached for gain or for truth as long as Christ is being preached. So I've got to cut the guys a little bit of slack because of that, but it doesn't mean I can't say that I don't like what they're doing. So these are the things that we talk about on this show, the things that nobody else wants to talk about, the things that seem strange to people. Say, well, why would you say this or why would you say that? Well, the truth is this. You know, we all have the power as a Christian that raised Christ from the dead. Why are we using it? Why are we proclaiming like Bonhoeffer says? Why are we not becoming more of a thorn in the side of the new world order? Why are we going along to get along? Oh, that's right, because of the Johnson Amendment. 
Oh, that's right, because you got to because of the Romans, you got to obey your government, no matter what they do, no matter how ungodly they are, and how much they try to persecute you and harass you. You got to pretend like they're doing what's right. No, we don't. We can speak out against everything. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, as far as I'm concerned, it ain't right, and we got to stand against it. I love you guys. I had an opportunity, I had a really good prayer time this morning. I really enjoyed praying for you today. You guys are amazing. Please pray for Kathy. She's been she's been basically diagnosed with breast cancer, and pray for her healing. I love you guys. Also, finish it up. Absolutely, bud. We'll continue to support all those that we know of and continue to pray for everyone. And thank you for sending us emails and order comments as well. We continue to really appreciate everything people get out to us on a regular basis. And just thank you for that. You know, there's a lot of stuff that people go through on a regular basis. And this is why I've told people all the time. It's always important to reach out to people sometimes. If you get a check, or you get a feeling or somebody pops up in your mind, send them a text, give them a phone call, send them an email. I mean, however way of contacting them that you do. Or reach out to them. Just something as simple as, hey, been thinking about you. You've been on my heart. Hope you're doing good. Be praying for you. Or just, hey, what are you doing? You want to go grab some food real quick? I haven't talked to you in a while. Because a lot of times, you know, when you have friends or you've known somebody for a long time and somebody pops up like that on your mind, there's a reason why. And I mean, humans are designed to be connected. We're designed to be around each other. We're designed to be social. We're designed to be supportive of one another. This culture that we've been in now over the last, you know, 50, 60 years has changed that a lot. Because we've gone from this culture of being connected and being continually around people and supporting one another to this very narcissistic style of living. And it really is, to be honest with you, and everybody falls prey to us sometimes, where everybody gets wrapped up in their own little world and their own little agenda and their own way they're going. And you just kind of sit back sometimes and you go, wow, you know, I've neglected a lot of things. Sometimes there's people that, you know, you wish you spent more time with. Sometimes there's people that, you know, I wish I could have helped them better. I wish I would have listened to them more. I wish I would have been able to go out of my way to make them feel better. So, again, if you get that feeling, don't ignore it. I appreciate everything y'all do. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, and thank you for getting the truth out there. All these articles we talked about today, I'll be posting them on the website so you can go into detail about them. That's why I want to start off the beginning what was going on really with BlackRock in Ukraine and how this whole thing is circular and how they're continually getting people more adapted and more used to supporting the current thing. And as I said before, the current thing is going to become more and more invasive. Look at now with this the current you know, transgender supportive thing where now people are arguing about whether or not grown adults should be able to talk to five and six year olds about sexual orientation, sexual engagements, and do I want to go on, you know, puberty blockers. All these things are designed to slowly change the fabric of culture. So continue to keep up the good work, my friends. Thank you for everything you're continuing to do. You guys know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. If you love to be complex like I do, if you've tried it before, be sure to check it out on the website. Product of the week, last day on sale to stack up on it and get it to you. All our shipments are running very smooth, as always, and our International Express shipments are still hitting super fast all over the entire world. So be sure to get a hold of us if you need anything. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 